This is your video cast for January 4th, 2022. 2022. How is that possible? This is our first video cast of the new year and our first video cast, quite honestly, in a few months. To say that it has been a wild time around Dirt on Dirt in the Flow Racing offices would be a wild understatement. Between our NASCAR announcement, the Gateway Dirt Nationals, PRI, our entire team going to Austin, Texas, where Flow's headquarters are for a week to spend time with our folks down there in the corporate office and getting ready for the new year. You throw in Christmas and New Year's. Best of. Best ofs. Derek was yeah. working on best ofs. Of course, there's not been a lot of time for content creation for Derek or for myself, but somehow, some way, here we are with what feels like literally no offseason, literally none at all. We always joke about that, Derek, but seriously, it feels like there is literally no off-season at all, and we are rolling right into the next things. And both of those next things start this weekend as 2022 kicks off. And I suppose technically, Derek, 2022 kicked off with Pierce Picarder's victory at 411 uh, this past Saturday. But, but really, it kind of gets going this weekend. The 31st annual Ice Bowl at Talladega Short Track, and for the first time ever at the gorgeous Vado Speedway Park in New Mexico. We're going to talk more about that as well. The Wild West shootout is back. Seriously, Vado is one of the nicest facilities in the United States of America. The field for our New Mexico event looks really good as well. And you can watch both of those late model races. We're at turn live this weekend right here at Flow Racing. Wild West shootout January 8th through the 16th. A lot of great graphic, by the way. By the way, I love that. Is that you turn? Did you design that? No. He's shaking his head turn now. in the house. I, I turned. I, I know. Him. We're going to get to that, too, here shortly. Uh, turn said he doesn't want to talk on the air today, though. Okay. So Wild West Shootout Live. And, of course, you can watch it on Flow. You can also watch the Ice Bowl. Derek, the 31st annual Ice Bowl. 6000 to win and a $1,500 bounty on Michael Page, which I'm going to touch on in a minute as well. Joining me in the Flow Racing Studios, as he always does for our video cast, is the one and only D-Suave, Derek Kessinger. Suave, how did you enjoy your 12-day Dirt Late Model offseason? <laughs> It was great. Got to spend some time with some family and friends for the holidays, get a little bit recharged up. And the shortest offseason in professional sports <laughs> is golf at 26 days. I just looked it up. We're at 12, so they got nothing on us. But it's just pretty crazy how it's just getting shorter and shorter. I think maybe in five or six years, other than Christmas, we'll just have a race every weekend. Well, we're New Year's Day now, yeah. right? At 411's racing on New Year's Day. So, so yeah, it's just a matter of good. How was before. your offseason? Uh, non-existent, right? I mean, it was just New Year's and Christmas. I got to relax a little bit, but that's like a week. You were sleepy, too. I was sleepy. I was very sleepy. And you're thinking about everything that's coming yeah. up so you don't get to relax. But Derek and I have a very sh uh, fun show planned today. We've got our very own... Ben Shelton coming up to discuss all things Wild West Shootout. Of course, he's a voice of the event. Also, New Mexico's own Stormy Scott. And Suave, if you're going to have the highest paying events in the history of the state of New Mexico, you got to have Las Cruces' firstborn son, Stormy Scott, on the show, right? I mean, thank goodness there's a race in his hometown. How many miles has that guy traveled? How many months <laughs> out of the year and how many days out of the year is he not at home? Finally, he gets all those drivers coming west to head to his playground. It will it'll be a fun time. He's very excited. We get to talk a little bit of silly season. It's been a quiet silly season, really. You find so much out so early anymore. Uh, pretty quiet. We're going to talk to Kevin Kovac in his memorial notes section 
But Derek, before we get to Ben, uh, a few things that I wanted to talk about. First and foremost, it has been a, a tough week in the sports world with not only loss of John Madden, of course, I'm a broadcasting nut, so I love John Madden, but Derek, in the dirt late model world, we lost C.J. Rayburn. And, and turn, throw up this C.J. Rayburn, just what a, what a life well lived, right? Just his achievements and, and everything and about uh, the honors that Rayburn has, of course, the dirt late model Hall of Famer. We lost, we lost C.J. on New Year's Day and and Todd Turner is going to hop on the line here with us and, and just talk a little C.J. Rayburn. Turn, leave that graphic up for a second. Derek, first to you. It was you know, his daughter Carla texted me, and I knew C.J.'s health had not been great. I say it all the time. If there is a Mount Rushmore of dirt late model racing, and, and I, I very genuinely mean this, it's Moyer, it's Bloomquist, it's Earl Baltus, and it is C.J. Rayburn. He is the fourth face on that Mount Rushmore of dirt late model racing. Dirt late models lost a titan when we lost C.J. Rayburn on January Yeah, 1st. and... Funny enough, we had the Hall of Famer Steve Gigas in the studio earlier, and he was just checking out some pictures and stuff like yeah. that. And I showed him this Gary Stuhler poster that I got. And just the late model prior to what CJ did just didn't even look like a late model. Right. kind of looked like a street stock. His late model design looks like the modern-day late model. Obviously, the bodies are a little bit different with how they run on the racetrack. The stuff he did, me growing up in Illinois, it seemed like everybody yeah. and, and their sister had a Rayburn race car, plenty of World 100 wins, plenty of big races. He definitely was an innovator and kind of uh, made what the late model looks like today, and I agree with you definitely on the Mount Rushmore. And I'm going to bring in Todd Turner to join us now. Todd, I just wanted to talk to you about CJ. I know you're a guy, obviously, a Kentucky guy. CJ lived in Indiana most of his life, but he's born in Kentucky. But you are as dirt late model as it gets. What what did we lose, Todd? When you lose a guy like C.J. Rayburn, what, what do you lose? Because it feels like a lot for the sport. I mean, he was just ingrained in the sport. I mean, we've talked to people ask, you know, recently here to to discuss, you know, stories and what they mean to him. And, that, and that's what one driver told me yesterday. It's like if you weren't connected to C.J. Rayburn uh, during his prime, you weren't involved in racing. You know, he was just everything, you know. And that's what I like to look at him as kind of a modern-day folk hero. He was part genius, part soothsayer, uh, part stubborn crank. You know, he, he was a personality <laughs> way more than just a, than just a, a, an innovative uh, chassis builder. So, you know, the, the stories that people have about how much he gave and helped so many people, you know, from the bottom rungs of racing – uh, to the superstars of the sport, like Moyer and Babb and those guys. So uh, just a remarkable uh, presence in the sport. And he his, his, and he will be a loss that will be felt for a long time. Todd, one thing that I find so interesting about him and John Madden passing away, in essence, in the same week, is I can draw a lot of parallels between the two. Obviously, Madden had the broadcasting career. and the kid. They're obviously different disciplines. But both of them were like these larger-than-life characters and there is not a single human being that had a bad thing to say about John Madden. And I think, by and large, everything I've seen from the racing world, not a single human being has had a bad thing to say about C.J. Rayburn either. It just, I don't know, there's some some cosmic poetry about losing these two guys in the same week because they have a lot of similarities in a way, I think. Yeah, larger than life is, is a good description because that's the thing. C.J. also, you know, in a, in a big big picture he certainly was a was a personality but but one-on-one -on -one, man he could make you feel yeah. like you were a million dollars you know he made everybody feel important you know i think there was some point in my life where i thought oh boy i'm cool because cj raymer <laughs> talked to me or whatever and i'm like oh wait that's everybody but that's but that's the the beauty of uh his personality and how giving and, and generous and how 
uh, nice he was to everyone who uh, talked to him. I mean, just, uh, uh, just you know, it's, it's not everybody that can be that way. You know, some of us aren't able to kind of be in touch with everybody, but he certainly was. Last thing, Todd, before I let you go, do you have a great C.J. Rayburn one-on-one story? Do you, everybody does. What's yours? <laughs> Um, I'm going to bail out and tell you a story about Doug McCammon, the Illinois driver. He told me this, uh, he told me this yesterday, he was at CJ's shop and commonly you would show up at CJ's shop and it's not like you just picked up the car and put it in the trailer and took off. Normally you would have to work on it or finish it up or whatever. (laughs) So McCammon shows up and he's a little perturbed that the car is not ready. So he's kind of standing around waiting for those guys, uh, CJ's guys to work on it. And uh, CJ looks at him and says, McCammon, go over there and take out the trash. McCammon's <laughs> kind of like, what do you mean take out the trash? He goes, would you tell Jeff Purvis to take out the trash? And, and CJ says, well, no, but you're not Jeff Purvis. <laughs> and so McCammon, of course, takes out the trash. Uh, but, you know, guys loved him. Uh, he might rub them a little bit the wrong occasionally, but guys loved him for those kind of stories. <laughs> had McCammon won a few more World 100s, Todd, maybe he wouldn't have had to take the trash out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Todd, I just wanted to thank you so much, man. I just wanted to get a few thoughts as a guy who's a true historian of the sport. And uh, it's, a, it's a big time loss, man. It really is. And I think it's safe that you and I both agree, Todd, there will never be another C.J. Rayburn. That's what many people say. Never again will we see someone like him. All right. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Yeah. Derek is, uh, we take the full screen down now. Turn. It just, uh, like I said, just, uh, you know, I don't have a drink, but I, I do want to offer just a, a, a tip of the a, a cup and everything to CJ because to his family and everybody, we're thinking about you. CJ Rayburn, the, the biggest of the big titans in our sport. Well, I remember you had him on yeah. Rigsby Report and you were calling a few drivers. I think JD had a funny yeah. story where. They went out for a couple drinks afterwards, and they got lost. Like, I think CJ fell asleep at the wheel, right? Yeah, well, not at the know. wheel, but in the passenger seat. And JD seat. didn't know where he was and going. JD didn't know where he was going, so I could see him trying to wake it up, CJ, and all of a sudden I think he finally woke up, and they got home luckily, but that's just one of the funnier, crazy yeah. stories you have, but just a lifelong of stories from a great Hall of Famer in CJ Rayburn. Yeah. Well, tip our hat to CJ. I want, I want to pivot back to the Wild West shootout stuff, and uh, – Turn, I wanted to throw up a graphic about, you know, as we close in on the Wild West shootout this year at Votto, just again, these purses that are on the line, Turn. Let's bring these up. You know, January, these these four, or excuse me, five of the six races are those 5,000 wins, 500 starts. Derek, that $25,000 win finale on next Sunday, January 16,000 to start for that as well. Uh, very impressive again. So five 5,000s at 500 to start, the $25,000 to win finale. And Derek, to me, the big kicker is always this, the bonus out there. This year sponsored by Penske, $300,000 for a six-race sweep, five victories for hundred grand. Derek, I ask you every year on this podcast, can somebody win uh, a four races this year? It's four, five, and six this year. No three-race bonus because it's up to 300 if you sweep them all. Can somebody win four? Uh, some guys <laughs> haven't been to this track. It's a new race track, obviously. The World of Outlaws went there two years ago, and then there's a few others that have had a few laps on there. But I don't know. I think it's going to be wide open. I think the most you'll see is three this week. Not going to say who. Maybe towards the end of the show, but I think three is going to be the highest. Possibly four, but I'm going to go with three. And and I've mentioned it a couple times, this this facility we're going to, Royal Jones' show place. And thank you so much to Royal for hosting the Wild West Shootout. 
I, I've got some video of this place that we had done earlier this year. It's right off Interstate 10 between the gorgeous mountains in the background, between Las Cruces, New Mexico, and El Paso, Texas. You see the interstate right there. Derek, I'm not speaking out of turn here. This is one of the five nicest dirt track facilities that's not Charlotte. To, shit, I'd put it up against Charlotte in those places, though. It is one of the five nicest, is it not, Derek? Yeah, I've never been there, but the videos we had earlier in the season this season with Ben. Ben was there doing some uh, packages for us. and I mean, steel, aluminum, bleachers. You got nice amenities, bathrooms. You got a couple of boxes, seats, and stuff like that. That's what we have video of it. Ten suites. Ten suites. Yeah, I just like when a, I love when a racetrack's right next to the interstate. You got I-55. Um, yep. Arizona Speedway is basically a four-lane road. So when they're yeah. close to the interstate like that, I think it's pretty cool because you see cars and semis always honking when they go by. Very gorgeous background, mountain and stuff like that. Cool paint scheme right there. Yeah, you've got uh, – I just want to let this roll for a second because I want to get into the suites and the concession stands a little bit so the fans at home that are on the fence maybe about going. I actually had somebody reach out yesterday and say, I think I might fly down. This is the front gate, Derek. That is the nicest steel reinforced gate in the history of dirt track <laughs> racing. No one's anyway. getting to that place. I mean, look at this. The ticket booth and the concessions and everything are gorgeous. You know what, Turn? Let this roll in the background while I, I make some comments on some other things. Uh, a few ice bowl things. You see the concession here. Derek, one thing I like about the ice bowl right now, Adam Stewart, our guy, Mitchell Jenkins, who used to work for us, they're really kind of taking, look at this suite, by the way, at Votto. Look at these suites. And a very modern approach, Derek, to the ice bowl. The finale on uh, is kind of changed up a little bit and everything, too. I like what those guys are doing with the ice bowl. It feels a little better. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the Michael Page Invitational, though. He <laughs> guy is dominated, and to do stuff like that, Makes fan interest. Maybe there's a guy in second place. He's saying, you know what? I might settle for a second, but nah, I want to get that extra $1,500. He's been dominant there for the last few years. It's going to be very tough to beat him. But when a guy keeps winning, you might as well do a bounty like this, get more cars there. Maybe a guy makes an aggressive move. I like that. I like that uh, decision doing the bounty with and, and Michael And the finale's Page. on Saturday. Sometimes in the past, the finale had been on Sunday. So I like this. Again, I've tipped my hat to Adam Stewart and Mitchell Jenkins. <coughs> Excuse me. Turn, turn. I'm <coughs> verklempt. About the ice bowl, it's choked me up. It's doing so well. Uh, so I like that $1,500 bounty on Michael Page, too. Derek, he's won five ice bowls in a row. If anybody beats him, they win the six grand and the $1,500. So on top of that. So, Bob, you have any other notes, uh, Wild West shootout stuff? I think it's stuff? awesome that Speed Weeks 1.0 won't mm -hmm. cross with that. So drivers Brian not Carter, to the side. Yeah, World so Racing you have, Group made that decision. Thank so you, you have guys going to New Mexico. It's obviously closer to the East Coast, closer to guys' race shops, so they can come back. Get ready, and maybe if they would decide to go to Volusia 1.0, they can make it. You don't have to have drivers deciding at the very beginning of the year what they're going to be doing, which I think is better for the sport. I think, thinking of Speed Weeks, just a little quick thing here, more guys can decide where they're going to run after Speed Weeks. Yep. You can run all Volusia. You can run all the which Lucas is, Oil Kyle stuff, Bronson's doing which I all, love. Yeah. Maybe the series directors don't like it as much, <laughs> but it's good for us fans. So I'm excited. I'm also going to be thinking – how are these drivers going to run here at Votto? A lot of these guys like Bobby Pierce had great success at Arizona Speedway. Let's see if he can continue that here at Votto. I'll hit it again. For those that might not have heard us off the top of the show, you can watch both the Wild West Shootout and the Ice Bowl live starting this weekend on Flow Racing. And, of course, Derek, one other programming note for Flow, because I know a lot of people will be interested in this. It's not late model related, but the Chili Bowl. It's that indoor race in Tulsa, Derek. Have you ever heard of it? It's an indoor race in Who's Tulsa. Who's that guy right there? Never <clears throat> heard of him. Never heard of him. Never heard of her. Who is it? Kyle Larson is who that is in his new Flow Racing midget, which I love. Watch the Chili Bowl live on Flow Racing January 10th 
through the 15th. Our very own Michael Reiners will be switching and directing the Chili Bowl this year. I see That's a cold sweat. That's <laughs> debatable. No, he'll That'll be, be there. great. He'll, he'll be, be awesome. It's not a debate, Derek. He will be there. So don't forget, late model folks, you can watch the Chili Bowl live as well. Let's shift gears back to Vado Raceway Park and the Wild West Shootout. The six-race miniseries kicks off with practice on Friday and two opening weekend shows on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, that big Penske bonus looms over the entire event. And I'm not just saying it. I, I think... I think the field is interesting this year, and I think the way the field is made up, Derek, I think somebody could win four because of the way the field is composed this year. One of the Wild West shootout voices, a guy who'll be on the mic all week, our great friend Ben Shelton, joins us now to discuss the annual Winter Classic. Ben, quickly before we get to New Mexico, I know you've you and I have pounded this joke into the ground, and so has Derek, and so has DJ, but there was literally no off-season this year, Benji. I mean none at all. Are you surviving? Because I know you stay busy. Is your head above water at all as we head to New Mexico in 48 hours? Uh, it's unbelievable. And there is, per se, no off-season anymore, so if you want one, you just got to create it yourself, and that's why I make late February and March my off-season. I'm usually smoked by then, and most of those races rain out anyway, so that's the de facto off-season around the Shelton household. But jokes aside, it's, un it's just unbelievable how we race 12 months a year now. I mean, I worked all day in the office on Thanksgiving and almost a full day on Christmas just not to get behind with all that we've got going on. And uh, I guess sometimes be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Ben, there is uh, so much to consider with the Wild West shootout this year. For the first time ever, it is not in the state of Arizona. Uh, Arizona Speedway is no longer in existence, uh, tearing it down as we speak. Uh, it's been our home for the last five years. It's a place we love very much. But now we shift to Vado in New Mexico, Royal Jones's showplace facility. I guess I'm curious out of the gate, when you look at this event this year, Ben, with all that's kind of going on with it, it's kind of a generic question, but what do you see? Well, look, it's a lot of unknowns for everybody, the racers, the fans, and, and definitely our Wild West shootout staff. But, you know, one thing I love about our team is that we thrive when faced with adversity. And so we head in with a lot of unknowns, but we're really excited about it. And, you know, for me personally, I'm going to miss Arizona, no doubt about it. But I'm excited to take the event to such an awesome facility and to see which racers can shine at the new home. You know, we don't have pre-entry lists per se for this event, but based on the feedback and the inquiries that I've had from drivers, um, I'm looking for solid turnouts in all three divisions and some really talented fields. And, and like you said, Michael, there's a lot of events out there that pay a lot more than we pay these days. But, man, I'm uh, all about the history, the nostalgia, and just how unique this event is. You went down to Vado in the fall. We showed some of that video and shot a bunch of promo video stuff. I, I want you, people that listen to Rigsby, yammer on and on all the time. <laughs> I, I seriously think it's one of the five nicest facilities in the country. Is it not? You were there in person. I haven't seen it yet. You tell me. Absolutely, it's that good. You know, look, I had heard the buzz about the place, and I'd seen photos and videos, but honestly, when I first got there, I was really blown away by just how nice the place really is. I mean, what Royal and Jennifer Jones and General Manager Chris Steppen have put together there is a place that is it's really second to none, you know, from TV monitors at the concession stand so you don't miss racing action to arguably the nicest bathrooms in all of racing to suites to a really well-laid-out facility that's handicap-accessible. Uh, you know, this place has got it all. No detail has been overlooked. And for any racers and fans who are making their first trip to Vado, 
All that I can say is be prepared to be blown away by the amenities and the layout, and it's just so convenient. It's right there on I-10, and it's got a beautiful backdrop with the mountains. There's not a bad seat in the house. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about. We've got Turbo. We've got Bobby. We've got B-Shep in the family car. We've got Earl Pearson Jr. We've got Mike Marler. We've got Donnie Schatz bouncing back and forth from the Chili Bowl to the Wild <laughs> West Shootout. We've got the Scott brothers. Uh, break this field down for me a little bit. What are we going to see here? Because, again, it's a very solid field in New Mexico. Well, I'm not going to take Dustin Jarrett's line and say it's an eclectic field. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah, well, it's an eclectic field. I mean, you're going to see a lot of parity here, and you're also going to see 99.9% of super late model drivers with at most three nights of experience at Botto from when Outlaws were there back in 2020. Uh, you got two guys who are going to be there who won back then with the Outlaws with Ricky Weiss and Kate Dillard. And, oh, by the way, Kate Dillard's coming in and had a brand-new black diamond race car. I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming. That's going to be interesting. And then, of course, you know, I know you're going to talk to Stormy, but you've got the home state drivers and Johnny and Stormy Scott who have competed in and won in different divisions at Nevada. So they have knowledge of the place. And, you know, from there, you start looking at drivers looking to hit the ground in 2022, like Tyler Herb, who is fresh off, which I think arguably his best season in date, to date in Super Late Models in 2021. Brandon Shepard, who really, let's be honest, he wants to get started a lot faster this year than he did last year. That's going to be key at Botto for the driver of the B5, who will be moving over to the number one about a week after we get done. Um, also think about Earl Pearson Jr. He found speed late, speed late in the year, uh, teaming up with Jason Papich and Tony Toast. And then, you know, you got a host of other talented racers like Mike Marler, Kyle Beard, Rusty Schlink, Mason Oberkramer, Garrett Alberson, another home state driver, Rodney Sanders, Jake Tim, Don Shaw, and more. This, this is a fun field. You know, are we going to have the 60-plus cars we saw in 2021? No. There just were a lot of factors that led to that. But I think we're going to see a solid field. I think we're going to be 30-plus every night. Uh, could, could creep over 40 some nights. And, uh, you know, you're going to get your money's worth, and you're going to get it at something that's kind of an unknown commodity because so few people have got to see just how cool Votto Speedway Park is. And, Ben, I think Sheppy needs the Wild West shootout to get to 30 wins. He wasn't there last year because of Volusia 1.0. But it was kind of tough to recruit guys to come to Arizona it was starting to build momentum. How hard was it to recruit drivers to come to Vado, a track that some of these guys never been to? It's in a completely different state. How hard was that? It was very challenging, you know, to, to, to do that. Um, because let's be honest, Phoenix versus Vado is a little bit different flair when you're looking at a racing vacation. But, you know, on the same token, people have heard how nice this place is. And Royal Jones with Messiah Valley Transportation does so much to support racing. Uh, that's also got a lot of drivers coming out there to check out his place. Um, you know, even in like the mods, the driver that won the modified feature at the Castro Gateway Dirt Nationals, Tyler Peterson, uh, he's making his debut there. So a lot of drivers are coming for the first time. You know, a question that I think is on a lot of people's minds, do you have an idea how long this event might be in New Mexico? <laughs> I'm asking you, Ben, and maybe I should know the answer to this question as well, but I think, you know, you hear some things about, hey, maybe there's some different stuff in Arizona happening. You know, it could go incredibly well in New Mexico, and it stays there for a year or two. The weather looks mid-60s every day and sunny. Maybe it works out in New Mexico. Do you have an answer to that yet? I, I don't know that I do. I think we're still kind of figuring that out, right? You know, not just in racing, but in the world. I don't think anything is a certainty anymore <laughs> past the current year, maybe the current day. Things change really fast, and the Wild West Shootout and its home are no different. We're coming into Vado Speedway Park with guns blazing this yeah. year, and we couldn't be more excited. With that said, we wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we didn't have our head on a swivel toward the future and all the possibilities out there. You know, I saw somebody mention the other day on social media or somewhere that, 
you know, they were surprised that Bada was the only track we evaluate, evaluated. Well, Michael Rigby, you know that's not true. We looked at a lot of different options, and this one made the most sense. You know, the bottom line is that we are focused in making the Wobbler Shootout at Bada Speedway Park a huge success, but we're definitely not ruling out scenarios of this event possibly having a different home in 2023 and beyond. Anything is possible, my friends, and we're just taking it all day by day. A couple of quick ones, Ben, to wrap it up here. Am I nuts or can somebody win a bonus? I think somebody can win four this year. Oh, you say that every year. I don't know. No JD out there this year. Man, Bobby and Turbo are going to be going at it. I think somebody can win four. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. Is it going to be easy for a driver to do it? Absolutely not, but it can be done. And, you know, drivers, you mentioned like Pierce, Turbo, you know, Marler and Shepard, they all have that innate ability to get hot, and there's no shortage of confidence for any of them. Can it be done? Yes. Will it be done? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out on that one. Ooh, I love it. What a teaser there by Ben. Uh, Last couple of quick ones. What are we going to be talking about when the Wild West shootout is over, Ben? You and I are doing a Speed Weeks preview in a couple weeks. Man, remember New Mexico. What's going to happen? Well, we're going to be talking about at least one surprise winner. Maybe somebody that shouldn't have surprised us because they won, but they did because it really wasn't on anybody's radar. Garrett Alberson, and, you that's know, my pick for that. I think Garrett Alberson's like number him. one on my list. Yep, yes. Yep. Um, you know, you shouldn't be surprised in that Roberts Motorsports entry. They got a lot of steam. Uh, Jason Papich is another guy that I really, you know, he, he won a couple of races last year. He's got some steam. And Jake Tim, that young driver, you know, out of Minnesota is really somebody that could go to victory lane or maybe, and, and you know, people are going, well, this shouldn't be a surprise, but look, he struggled the past few years and it's no secret. What if Earl Pearson Jr. Comes down there and kicks off what yeah. could be a bounce back year with an early season win. Quick ice bowl thought before I let you go. I said, it's to me, it's like more of a modern approach to the ice bowl that Adam and these guys are t- taking. What do you think? I love everything they're doing down at Talladega right now. Yeah. Um, you know, heading into the Ice Bowl, all I can say is that $1,500 bow- a bounty on the line on Michael Page. Somebody better abduct Michael Page if we're <laughs> going to see a different winner there. You know, but uh, jokes aside, one thing to think about, Page has been really tough there, but he didn't race as much in 2021 yeah. as previous years. He turned wrenches on for drivers like Tyler Millwood. So we'll see if, his, if it slows his role that much. You know, much like the Wobbler shootout, you never know uh, who's going to show up there. So maybe this is the year we see a new face in victory lane at that event. And, you know, the, the final thing I'll say is I'm happy to see that those guys are looking to have one of the best weather forecasts they've ha- had in a few years for that event. Benji, thanks so much, man. I will see you in 48 hours at the El Paso, Texas airport, all right? <laughs> I will be there, sir. Thank you. All right, we're going to step away for a quick commercial break turn. We'll be back right after this. Looking for the best race shirts on the planet? Impact Race Gear has you covered. With first-class artwork and state-of-the-art screen printing equipment, we service the entire racing industry from dirt late models, sprint cars, modifieds, to asphalt and drag racing. For shirts your fans and sponsors will love and deserve, be sure to call on Impact Race Gear for your next project. Visit our website at impactracegear.com or call 1-877-743-8337. We make it easy to get the best race shirts on the planet.
Dirt Track Fantasy Racing is here with Dirt Draft. With action from the hottest drivers across all major dirt series, put your knowledge to the test with Dirt Draft. Sign up, draft your team, and redeem points for hundreds of different prizes. And for the first time ever, you can be crowned an official series fantasy champion. You can't play all season if you don't play today. To play, just go to DirtDraft.com or download the Dirt Draft app today. Become a fantasy racing champion. Here comes Turbo up top. Out of turn two, down the back straightaway. Who's going to be winner? Turbo shoots the gap from third to first. Now Thornton Jr. to the inside. He'll slide Turbo. Ricky Thornton Jr. to the lead. Davenport's right there. You got five cars going after it right now. This is what we came to see. Turbo and Thornton Jr. going at it. Papage is in the fold. Landers has joined it. Here comes Superman, Jonathan Davenport. Turbo to the inside of Thornton Jr. He's going to throw a slider. He slides up the racetrack. Thornton turns back down the hill. Thornton to the lead. Turbo back to second. Now Turbo to the top side. Well, Turbo Diamond off the corner. He is going to try that. Can he get around Thornton? Will we have our third different leader? No, Thornton by half a car length, and we're halfway home. Turbo with a slider down in one and two. He slides up front of Ricky Thornton Jr. Tyler Erb to the lead. Ricky Thornton Jr. second. Thornton's going to throw it in low. He's going to send it up the racetrack. Turbo gets a big run off the top. Thornton Jr. to the lead. Turbo's going to return the favor off into three and four. Can he get there? Yes, sir, he will. Thornton turns back down the hill. Leader of lap number 18. Who's it going to be as Landers bounces off the concrete? Meanwhile, Bobby Pierce on the move. Slider for the lead. Turbo turns back down the hill. He's going to lead lap number 20. 20 down, 10 to go. Here comes Jonathan Davenport. Who's going to lead lap number 24? At the line, Turbo back to the lead. Thornton Jr. He's going to return the favor down to one and two. Slides all the way up the racetrack. Turbo back down it. Davenport's watching it unfold in front of him. Stormy Scott may have the best car out there. He's creeping up and forth. Off into three and four. Another slider. Turbo to the lead. Ricky Thornton Jr. catches the wall. Herb catches the concrete. White flags out. One more time around FK Riding's Arizona Speedway. Thornton's going to throw the Hail Mary down in one and two. Can't get there. Turbo drives away from him. Down the back straightaway. Off into turns three and four. Winner, night number four in the desert. The Texas driver, Turbo, gets it done. Tyler Herb is your winner. Ricky Thornton Jr. in second. One of the best races of the year last year, Derek. That slider fest between Turbo and RTJ. I thought we were going to have RTJ at this year's Wild West shootout. He was supposed to be there, but he's running the Chili Bowl now. Swap. He's a jack of all trades now, <laughs> trying to become the next Kyle Larson, racing all these divisions, competing in them. Yeah, no RTJ, but last year he threw that kitchen sink out in that I final know. lap to get Turbo. Turbo was thrilled in victory lane. We still will have the 91, or the one car, but I always call it 91. Though? All right, I'll trade. Instead of RTJ and Turbo, I'll just take Bobby and Turbo. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that would end as well, though. I think <laughs> that thing would, would, end in, end well. that would end in uh, chaos for sure. Uh, Derek, one thing we did last year during our video cast was this thing called a wins draft where <sighs> me, okay, calm down. All right. Where's my cigar at, Turner? <clears throat> okay, you tied for the win, all right? Let's buy one. I, Let's not get too And it was 200 away. bucks each person, right? Definitely not. Damn. Me, Dustin McCarty, and Derek each drafted a team of three drivers. Whoever had the most wins at the end of the year got, I think it was 50 bucks, right? So I owe you both 50 bucks. I had the lead going into like the last... I don't know, week or two of the season. How the hell did you – look how close this is. Uh, you can't ask for a better finish. That is the greatest championship finish in Dirt Late Model history of any kind. Wow. 56, 56, and 55. And the one thing I liked is we didn't pick till after speed weeks, right? I like that because you kind of get a feel for kind of 
how it's going to go. So we'll do this again. Do you think we should do it after Speed Weeks or before? I kind of like after Speed Weeks. After Speed Weeks. And I'm going to have to go look at the record books. I'm going to have to go to local nights for Dona McCurlier. I think maybe... <laughs> I think maybe he had like one. You're we'll counting. Just, whoa, 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 whoa. Todd Turner's the one I know, that puts I'm these kidding. numbers together. I'm just, you know, you never You're know. doubting Todd Turner? You were, I think Rusty could have just one random local night at Oakshade, too. You never know. So I, can't, I had like a four victory know. lead heading into November. The season should be over. What the hell are we doing? I somehow <sighs> ended up losing this thing because Overton oh. kept going. So. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations to you guys. I owe you both 50 bucks. We will do our wins draft again this year, our first. And usually, Derek, in March, we do a lot of video casting in March, right? A ton of content. So we will do that in March. We will do our wins draft. I think uh, I'm putting Rusty back on my roster. Hopefully. Hopefully, I get Rusty this year again. Yeah, so. you never know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But that crisp $50 bill. All right. Okay. Calm down. All right. The general. Calm down. Uh, I mentioned in War. the open, if you're going to have a big dirt late model event in the state of New Mexico – you have to talk to at least one of the two Scott brothers, right? Johnny or Stormy Scott. I mean, it seems like a lock that they had to be on the show. So we're going to do our duty now. Joining us on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline is Stormy Scott. Stormy, the first question that I have for you, it's a pretty easy one. You've got this kind of money on the line in your hometown of Las Cruces, in essence. I mean, Stormy, you've got to be excited, right, to finally have this level of an event. I know the Outlaws ran there a couple years ago, but this is six nights, 25000 to win. You've got to be excited about this, right, Stormy? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. The best part about it is uh, it's only about 15 minutes from the shop. <laughs> so uh, that's what's nice. But uh, I uh, I honestly don't have that many I was going to ask play. you that. If how many times you'd actually even race there? I was curious about that. I think I've raced. Honestly, for just those outlaw races and a late model, and then one modified show prior to that, and that's that's pretty much it. Now the other track, I could have went around there probably blindfolded, but this <laughs> one's just it's different. You know, I, I hate to keep hitting this, but at the same time, I don't because of the job that Royal Jones has done down there building this place. And shout out to Chris Stepp and his GM as well. We love Chris. You see this place all the time, Stormy. You drive by it. You've been out to it. How nice is Vado? For somebody that's never been there before, when they walk through this gate, how awesome is this facility? It's uh, it's unreal. I mean, I would put it the closest that I've been to, honestly, to Lucas Oil Speedway there is. Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, really. You see where it's located at and stuff, and it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb or something just because it's so nice right where it's located at. So, uh I hope that it can continue to get better and nicer. And I know my uh, grandparents helped with a new billboard yeah. or a new uh, flooring board and stuff for this year. So it's every time people see it, it's nicer and nicer. So you know, as a Western guy, so to speak, you know, like New Mexico, you're more of a Western guy. Has the Wild West Shootout always kind of had a little a little more meaning to you guys? You know, you see Turbo and Bobby and these guys come, but you're a Western guy, and I know you'd come to Arizona and stuff. Is is this event always meant a little more to guys out in New, Mer New Mexico, Arizona, California? Yeah, I mean, we just we just all love it for the fact that uh, it's one of the few races we go to, you know, where we see a tons of people that we know. You know, everything back east and all, you know, where we're at, where we always race at, we don't hardly know anybody and everybody else knows people. But for once, it's kind of in our neck of the woods or in our backyard. So that's kind of, yeah, it makes it more special. And it uh, would be awesome to run good out here and to get a win or two. So Obviously, Stormy, this is D-Swab here, that Vivado is a nice facility. 
You said the track race is a little different. Looking at the video from when the outlaws there, seems like it was a lot of sliders, top heavy a little bit. How does the track race though, in your eyes? Um, something like that. I mean, I think if you get to a guy, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of sliders. It's, uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's kind of you know the characteristics of a uh, of flat racetrack, kind of like it is. I mean, look at when we race the mag. It there is nothing but sliders at that place. So. I just think when you get something that's pretty decently wide and flat, you know, if you get your opportunity, you got to take it. So I think, uh, I think the race will be good. I know, uh, Royal and them have done a good job with the racetrack and I think they'll should give us a good service to race on the whole entire time. Yeah. You know, I don't really think of you as a slide job guy, Stormy. Are you, are you telling me right now you're going to be throwing some sliders at the wild west shootout? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I mean, I haven't been big on the, the idea because I don't like to <laughs> tear myself up, but uh, the more I get to race with my buddy Turbo, the, the more I'm starting <laughs> to introduce it back then. So, uh, you know, it's kind of – I think that's the characteristics, I would say, of dirt late model racing versus modified racing. Well, I'll, I'll Modified s- racing, you kind of slide up to them and stop. Dirt model, dirt late model racing, just let her go. I'll, I'll so, say, uh, I'll say this, John, Stormy. Excuse me. Listen, you know Turbo will slide you, so you better be ready to slide him because he will not hesitate to slide you, buddies or not. <laughs> oh, oh, I know, and he already, he already knows. I owe him one, and we laugh about it all the time. Maybe two or, or three, but <laughs> it's uh, now it's just one of them deals, you know. You just gotta race hard, and I guess everybody's doing it for a living, so you slide a guy, and I guess you're mad at him for that day, or you know if you don't clear them or something but you'll get over it you got to spend the whole year with them so uh, you got to get along somehow we know that you'll be at the wild west shootout this year bud but i see that on the schedule for you and johnny and that's all i see right now there's nothing else beyond that on your schedule what what are you guys going to do this year do you know yet um i'm probably going to do johnny plans on following everything so he says he's going to do a lot of dirt late model racing this year okay i uh plan on doing some Lucas stuff, and uh, I would say some of the flow stuff, just because it's real close. I mean, a lot of it's real close to that shop I race out of in Tennessee. Right. So you're um, not, you're not committing to Lucas this year. No Lucas for you guys this year. Um, I honestly just haven't committed to anything yet. Okay. All right. Stuff is there, but uh, the, I mean, I got a heck of a year for me going right now. I just got back to the shop two days ago with two cars. We're trying to get ready for Votto. <laughs> okay. I don't even have a hauler yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't really commit to anything right now. So, um, all right. Well, good. Are you going to, you planning on Florida at all, Speed Weeks, or no? Yeah, I plan on doing all that. It's just, uh, okay. we, should have, we should have a hauler next week, but this week I'll be racing out of Johnny's trailer and uh, I'll have a little parts trailer pulling out there. Okay. Uh, Stormy, I want you to do a little tourism board here for me. When we were in Phoenix, we'd always talk about all the touristy things there was to do in that area. Sell us on the greater Las Cruces, El Paso area. What fans, what do they need to be looking to do on their off days? What's some fun stuff? Give me a restaurant people need to go to. What do you got? Well, I mean, in Las Cruces, if you pick anything Mexican, it's going to be good, but it's probably going to ruin Mexican for you for the rest of your life anywhere else. Um. I don't know. There's a there's a hot springs I think in Truth or Consequences that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, of course, there's Top Golf. There is a ton of bars which nobody in racing likes to drink, so I don't know why <laughs> they'd want to. <laughs> uh, so the Mexican um, food you're telling me this Mexican food in Las Cruces is that good? 
Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll ruin the, the white guy Mexican food for you, <laughs> for sure. Uh, my friends that live in Tucson tell me the same thing. They said, your Midwestern Mexican food is terrible, they said. So you have a place to recommend? What's the best Mexican in Las Cruces? I would say Chachi's or La Posta okay. or even Andalays. Every. I mean, I think all three of those are really, really good. So. All right. I, I'm, I'm taking notes on these right now, and I'll hit one of those up. Last question, Stormy, before I let you go. I know you're busy. Once and for all, settle this debate for me, okay? Who is better? Oh. Who is better, Stormy Scott or Johnny Scott? Settle it right now, Stormy. Who's better? Well, I don't ever really brag on myself, so I'll <laughs> let everybody – I'll just – I guess we can try to bring this up when the year's over with, and uh, <laughs> we can find out that way because I'm not usually one to sit there, so I don't really know. <laughs> I think I think he's saying himself, Derek. Oh, don't for you think? sure. He, I, I that's think what he's I'm saying. I'm hearing himself I'm is what I'm that. hearing. So, like <laughs> <laughs> getting us fighting each other before the race is even started. Oh, now come on. All right. Well, for the first time ever, you can watch the Scott brothers in their own backyard. The Wild West Shootout kicks off this Saturday, I think, Derek. At least, by the way. I think the Scott brothers, at least one of the two, win one or two races, Derek, this weekend for sure. I, or this week for sure. I think one of these guys is winning. Both a of them. You think both of them getting a win? Yeah. Derek? Here's what we'll do. Uh, Stormy, since he's on the line, he'll win the big finale, so he gets more money. We'll have we'll have his brother win a prelim. Two win two nights. Johnny wins two. Stormy wins the twenty five. Well, no, because I think the brothers care about wins. At huh? the end of the day, they don't care. I mean, okay. All right. Yeah. Stormy, would you say? Would you accept that you win the finale, but he wins two? You win ten, fifteen grand more than him. I mean, I'd be good with that. For sure. <laughs> see, I have to. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it so much, man. Good luck. We'll see you Saturday, okay? All right. Thank yeah, you, guys. See you, man. I like it. They're, the Scott brothers are good dudes. Him and Turbo. I want him to dump Turbo, Derek. Yeah. And I don't know if we're allowed to say what Turbo calls those two. No, we're definitely yeah, not. We're okay, not allowed so. to say most things Turbo says. Yes, so. true. That is true. My co-host again. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take our last commercial break back with Kevin Kovac after this. Established in 1983, FK Rodins has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodins.com to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rodins, to beat the best, you've got to use the best. just win you got to get them out of their seats you got to give them the slide job cushion pounding no holds barred racing they paid to see this is dirt track that means pushing it to the edge and laying it all on the line yeah 
you might wreck. We'll help you get back out there so they can watch you try it again and again. See, Dirt Track is a sport of the people, and only they decide if you're to be remembered. It's your job to take risks and make sure you're memorable. Pit Stop USA. Live like legends. I'm stiff, Derek. From what? I just just carrying you for a decade for one. My back okay. hurts. Okay. First off, well, let's back. be realistic here. You and turn both. I mean, I'm carrying you around for a decade. It's my back okay, hurts. Let's okay. Let's just turn. Let's just look when we started where the company was at to where it is now. I mean, come on. Just because of Kovac. Credit to me. Uh, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, as the results. Yeah, <laughs> we we stepped up and made plays for you, Coach. Uh, right, but I, I I recruited you. I identified the oh, talent. I brought you in. Go. And as, as a reminder, like again, l- let me let me illustrate what Turn was. Turn was just a lump of clay, right? This was just Turn. Couldn't really shape him. Taking naps. And I turned Turn in from this lump of clay into this, this beautifully constructed. You're the Bloomquist Turn of directing. That's what I'm trying he's to say. He's just shaking his head. He said he's not talking today. I love it. I love it. Uh, as we wrap up on the show, I wanted to mention. <clears throat> I've got a little post uh, post nasal something going on here as well. I look rough. That bag's under my eyes. This is what you two do to me also. Uh, don't say you have like a cold or something. We'll have to go to protocol. Calm down. No, I don't. I've been tested. There's no COVID. <laughs> I have multiple negative tests. God only knows if those tests are right or not. The Wild West Shootout is an event that's been uh, very near and dear to my heart. We have been covering it, Derek, for 14 years. I've been covering the Wild West Shootout. Basically, every January of my life, the last 14 years has been spent in the state of Arizona, it's a place that means a lot to me. Now New Mexico this year for the first time. It's just this event is very sentimental to me. And I wanted to ask Todd Turner, the Todd father, who we had on earlier to talk about C.J. Rayburn. He has covered a ton of Wild West shootouts. I wanted to get some of his favorite Wild West shootout moments, and he threw those together on a full screen for us. Derek, I don't know how many of these you remember. We've got that Eddie Kirchhoff. Oh, Eddie, man, I talked to him not that long ago. 2008, he overtook Jack Sullivan at Casa Grande, Derek, for his biggest career payday, the Wyoming driver. Derek, do you remember watching that one on DOD back in 2008, the highlights? Oh, that is a long, long time ago. I'd say I was... 14 B-ball years. season, yeah. so I didn't really watch yeah, much video. Yeah, you were in high school still yes, then, right? Yeah. Uh, last lap pass in 2010, Billy Moyer was mad at Terry Phillips. He aggressively passed him at 2010 in a victory at Tucson. Uh, Derek, how about 2011? One of my favorite memories Bob ever. McCool. The Bob McCool's last lap slider uh, sends Ronnie Lee Hollingsworth into the wall as McCool nips Moyer at the line in a wild finish. And you hear Chris Steppen, who's one of the best announcers in the country. What did he say? How did he do it? Bob McCool. Yeah, it like launched Hollingsworth into the outside of turn four. Oh, man, I miss Ronnie Lee watching That was my first year of the Vaughn year. Yeah. And then Will Vaught, that incredible move he made in the final laps to get past Jimmy Mars in 2013, his only victory. Pierce was set up for one of those bonuses, Swab, but the rainiest, swampiest events in the history of Arizona Speedway we had. The only time we've ever been rained out back-to-back days that year. Yeah, I think uh, I've seen you – sad maybe once or twice in my career and that was one of them just because pierce was riding that momentum everybody wanted to see it yeah. just heartbreak hotel i mean you could just pee in the desert and it stays there for it, four or five days and it rained like it would not stop lot. raining i was like what's going on it's the only here? time we've ever been rained out in my career in the desert it was back-to-back days in 2017 and that bloomquist wreck derek in 2019 you've got the famous video of scott driving down the road which is still pinned on your twitter account 
And then it, it, he has the la- finale wrapped up 14,000 when he was coming to the checkered, right? I mean, and he cracked. Maybe we can look back to that in his career, like if we're doing like the maps, the the, the Antonio Brown, Vontez Perfect. Yeah, yeah so yeah, maybe yeah. that was when it all started. It was like, you know, spiral, the wreck, all that. Hasn't won much since. But, yeah, he was on his way to a big win there. He was on the four-lane highway. My favorite memory, though, has to be Shane Clayton. Yeah, these effing passing points yes. when he toasted the infield and then the the entire U- tire. Well, no, he had two different things there. Mm-hmm. He wrecked during Wasn't passing points in 2016, but then like in 2012, he hit the barrier, and that's when he said, whoever put those uke tires there is effing ignorant or whatever. And then he had that fuck the passing point. So he liked to use the F-bomb. Easy. Hey, yeah, oh, sorry. Oh. There's so, any kids bad. watching at beep. home. Beep, beep that out. Turn, turn, beep that out. Okay, turn, beep that out. Turn, shaking his head. <laughs> so those are just some of these great moments. And Derek... Why are they great moments, right? Because you run unopposed, right? You, you're in January. There's no other events going on. And, you know, Bub McCool and Ronnie Lee Hollingsworth aren't Scott Bloomquist and Billy Moyer, but they become stars in January because there's nothing else going on. You know? Yeah, and he had those guys from the south right there battling out for that win. Craziness yep. happens. And it seems like every year it's always a different feel. Obviously, you have four or five guys that will come back repeatedly. But if you look at the winner's list, guys from the East, Northeast, yep. Midwest, I remember Shane and Bab and Don O'Neill came that one year in 2011, Tim McCready, just you never know who's going to show up. And like Kevin Kovac, who we have on the line, used to call it spring training, which I think maybe t- more and more it's not becoming spring yeah. training. It's kind of the regular season now. So we'll have to ask Kovac when we get him on here if it's still spring training. Speaking of Kevin, we welcome in for the first time in 2022. Kevin Kovac wraps up every video cast with us for the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes section. Reminder, I have to say this every year, Kovac is, Derek, not dead. Uh, but yes. these are the Kevin Kovac Memorial Notes. Before Vacation we get in, man. Kovac, before we get to some of the notes you may have, i got to be honest. To me, this is one of the least silly, silly seasons ever. We had all those announcements about money and all these big money races and stuff, but that'll happen in October and November. And, you know, that's not really silly season stuff to me. Other than Boom and Josh, has there been much silly season stuff? Because I've not seen a lot. Oh, no. Well, we did our best of, uh, you know, top. I don't know. Kevin? Did we lose Kevin? Kevin? Did he mute his phone on accident? Kovac, did you mute your phone on accident? Oh, man. Classic. This is classic Kovac, is it not? It's just He's classic. He's in vacation mode. All right, I'm, I'm hanging up on him. Let's call him back. And what is he going to say? Well, uh, oh, no, I just pressed the button. <laughs> started talking. And, oh, my goodness. They can hear a Skype call. They can hear everything. What happened? Did I lose you there? Or what? Yeah, you just went, just went blank. <laughs> what happened, Kovac? We're still live. What happened? I don't know. I just all of a sudden, it just I guess I was talking to nobody. <laughs> That's your daily life. Usually what happens. All right, let's re-rack that, Kevin. Boom, Josh. No other silly season news. Here's all I got from you was, yeah, there's not, and that was it. So I'll let you take it from there. (laughs) Well, thank you for telling me exactly where I got cut off. But but what I was saying there, we were doing our our best of uh, 2021 uh, top five list, and we always have a top five silly season moves. And it was kind of hard coming up with them because uh, you had the Josh and Boom deal, but – uh, I mean, I had to had to go back a little bit, like to Labor Day weekend when uh, Earl Pearson Jr. left the Black Diamond House car and went over to the Jason Papich team. And I mean, so that was a really silly season. I guess you could call it early silly season, but we don't know what's going on with the if the if, if uh, I guess another thing would be maybe what will there be somebody will Clint Boyer continue racing? There's been no uh, more news about that uh, if he if he wants to continue on, but. 
Yeah, it has been really quiet. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's just like much of a an off season now, so maybe that's why there's no. You can't have a silly season if you don't have an off season. There'd be the thing about kind of blends together. The thing about the Boyer thing, and we've all heard the Hoffman rumors. Nick Hoffman, will he take the Boyer? You know, like is he being offered it? Would he take it? Blah blah blah. Everything about Hoffman. That season starts in 23 days. One would assume the Boyers. I know they're very fond of Lucas Uh. Oil. At 23 days from now. We will be in Gold Niles racing in 23 days. Wouldn't we kind of know by now if they were going to do something? Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, it's like that's, that's what I'm saying. There's not much off season here, so if you're going to be doing something, you got to start planning it quickly. I mean, and it, it was kind of like talking to Boom uh, after he did get the you know that made the deal together with with Richards. It was like, man, we we had to we had to do so. He he Boom was like, man, at Las Vegas in November. Uh, you know, it kind of was under under the radar there at point. It wasn't like on the record yet that he would want to he was going to do something with with Josh, but it was sort of like, well, we hopefully we'll find out here soon what's what's going on with the Boyer team and Josh, so that we could put something together if if something uh, if if he does need a ride, and because there wasn't much time there, you know. Next thing, I mean, I keep seeing these uh, updates. I mean, and here's Volusia World of Outlaw season starting in in barely two weeks. You know, it's it's crazy. Well, how, uh, yeah, that's how a quick good, it's coming up. That's a good point. You know, the twenty we are twenty three days from the Lucas. I'm looking at my calendar right here right now. Twenty three days from the Lucas Oil season starting. But like you said, seven fourteen is it Thursday? They start Thursday at Volusia. Is that right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. So it's we are fourteen. Sixteen days. We're actually sixteen days from the major sanctioned dirt late model season starting. So I don't know that the Boyer team would go to Volusia anyway. But sixteen days, Kovac. I, I can't. I can't. I can't get yeah. over it. Uh, yeah, it's basically one month that they don't the outlaws don't have a race, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, December is the only month. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Kovac, what notes you got? Unload that notebook on us, buddy. Well, I'll start off with a little Wild West shootout-related thing. I uh, noticed that uh, Jake Tim uh, yeah. you know, from Wisconsin, he's been a guy that's been, you know, raced uh, the Wild West shootout before. And he's coming to New Mexico, but by way of North Carolina. <laughs> a little detour from Slight. Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, he's, he's picking up a Longhorn, new Longhorn car in North Carolina uh, and then heading out to New Mexico. So we'll see how uh, uh, Jake Tim, he's kind of a young developing driver. Um, you know, we'll see if he can uh, – make a step up and, and make some noise during a Wild West shootout. And uh, one, one guy that's actually not running a Wild West shootout this year, which is like a, I mean, sort of a guy that you've seen do it a lot. I mean, he's kind of almost been a regular Chris Simpson out of Iowa. Uh, it's kind of surprising that he's not going. He, he's changing it up a little bit though this year. He's actually going to Volusia uh, for the outlaw races coming up and he's going to run also plans to run the Volusia races in February. He's never been, down to florida to race he's always uh made his early season starts at at, at the wild west shootout so he's he's changing it up a little bit he said he has to pick up a car uh down in florida uh in january anyway so he decided to go race down there and try some new territory out not that new mexico is a new territory too right <laughs> so, but uh but that is one and uh and, and i have a I, I've kind of a mention here too uh they just definitely deserve this and i mean we can even let you i'm sure you you want to mention them too is the, the passing of Ron Slavic, uh, the uh, T-shirt uh, uh, guy, he um, from um, Western Pennsylvania. Every, everybody knows uh, him. He's done the Josh Richards and Rocket T-shirts and uh, and Boom Briggs and and Chubb Frank, especially those guys. That he's he's been there a long time, apparel guy, uh, and he passed away uh, right before Christmas. Uh, uh, with uh, he had uh, come down with COVID, was in the in the hospital for a you know a week or two, I think it was, and. 
and, and he's come only 52 years old. And, and that was a shocker when I heard that Boom Briggs actually had texted me and, and let me know about, about uh, Ron. And, and, and that's, man, it's so, it, it was such a hard one. I mean, that's like what I always go, I know all the, the, the apparel guys, the merchandise people, they have their own little group there, you know, yeah. they call it vendor row. And, and, and I always would go over there and, you know, kind of just say hi to a lot of them and, and Slavic is one, you know, fellow Pennsylvanian here, and one guy that I always would stop by and bust balls with. And man, it won't be the same uh, going over there uh, and, and not having his apparel trailer and Von Vendero uh, with him in it uh, uh, next year, this year. Yeah, he, Kevin, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, we talked about CJ Raybird, and obviously CJ's impact on the sport was big, but I don't want anybody to discount the loss of Ron Slavic. He was a guy that meant a lot to my wife, Amber, and I. Obviously, Amber and I started Dirt on Dirt in the fall of 2007, and Amber would set up a vendor booth everywhere we went, right? And Ron has been a big part of our lives. You know, I'm not going to pretend we saw him, you know, outside of, of motorsports a lot, although sometimes we did. We'd get together and have a drink. But he has known my wife and I, Amber, for a long time, and it really affected Amber. She was, and, and me as well, but Amber was always the one set right up next to Ron. She needed a power cord Ron would get it for, just like Mike Hayes does with the Jimmy Owens bunch. Ron, when he saw, we just saw Ron and hung out with him a ton uh, this year at the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury and those late night steak sandwiches with Gunnar Sullivan and everything we'd have. Uh, Slavic was a guy that meant a lot to the, those of us in dirt late model racing. And Derek, I knew you know him as well. And he's, uh, Ron Slavic will be missed. I, I think about his family a lot. He was, he just embodied Derek and Kevin, like all of us sort of live this gypsy lifestyle, right? But Ron was able to do it. And it's really awesome. Turn his business into it. And we're all, we all have to watch out for each other on the road, right? And Ron was the guy that was always watching out for people on the road. And if you needed something, he <laughs> would help you with it. Right. And Derek, I know you thought a lot of him too. Yeah, and Kovac introduced him to me a few years ago. And obviously, I get a lot of peril from there, Rocket stuff, XR1, Boom Brig stuff. And I remember uh, Knoxville, I think in 2019, he was like working on his truck. And he was like cussing a little bit. And Kovac comes over there and like, puts his hand on his back, gives him a little slap, and, you know, Slavic says something smart, Alec, and then you get these two <laughs> Northeasterners, PA guys, cussing at each other, bullcrapping bull a little bit. He was always a great guy, always would talk to you. Man, it's uh, going to be uh, it's just heartbreak city, thoughts into his family, to his kids who help with the T-shirt business and stuff like that. It's a very tough day in the racing community. Yeah, Kovac, he's a guy that you, you can't really replace him, right? On that vendor row, there's one, there one C.J. Rayburn, there was one Ron Slavic. He was bigger <laughs> than life also. He can't be replaced. Oh my gosh, no doubt about it. I mean, he, Ron was like, he was, he could be like, you know, I mean, he, he would let you know. I mean, he he, he wouldn't hold anything. Oh, back, you knew where you know? he stood always, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He he was so much fun to talk to, and uh, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd always text him, you know, because he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and he would text me a lot because he felt so sorry for me being a Lions fan, <laughs> uh, you know. And it was only about a month ago, you know, back in November, the Lions tied the Steelers, and we were texting during that game, and. And, uh, you know, and I'm saying, man, how are you letting the Steelers, how are you guys letting us be, you know, stay with you? And, and his son, Tyler, uh, uh, you know, I, I messaged him a few times, uh, you know, after after Ron passed away. And, and, and Tyler said, oh, yeah, I was right there. He was telling me you were texting him right when uh, that game was going on. He was mad about that game, you know. But <laughs> there's just so many times over the years. I mean, I remember playing, you know, going so, like, during trips. to. He loved that Wild West swing of the yeah. Outlaws. He loved doing that every year. Uh, and, and we'd always like meet up with him at the Mall of America, go out and, you know, he, 
remember him buying us ice cream at the Cold Stone Creamery, and we're walking around, all of us were walking around there eating ice cream and went to Hooters with him and some other places, restaurants in the mall. But, I mean, just a, a great guy, you know, it just – I mean, he was, he was like one of the, the first guy too. even like when, when, uh, when I started my first race with the world of outlaws, uh, back in 2006, kind of, that was like when I first really was getting into the late models and, and, uh, he was there my wife had come with me and, and Lori met Slavic, you know, Slavic's like, Oh, if you need to go, you need to use the bathroom, come in my hall or go over to my hall or and do it. And, you know, and, and she got to hang out with them. Like you said about Fairbury this year, uh, Slavic was there. And then that Thursday night with the partying and stuff going on with the band, uh, Lori got to you know hang out with him too. We we I think we ended up talking to him for a half hour, an hour, just as we were walking around that the band area there. And uh, it's uh, definitely definitely gonna be different without him being around. Kovac, I wanted to wrap up, and again, a, a toast to, to Ron Slavic and his entire family, Tyler and everybody. Man, we're thinking about you. I want to wrap up. What other final notes you've got? And I know you're coming to New Mexico. I think for a little bit of it. What do you think we're gonna see in New Mexico? Oh yeah, it's a yes. Yeah, I, I was at Vado two years ago for the Outlaw races and covered them, and uh, and, and there were, I thought the races were very good. Uh, I mean, the racing was uh, uh, very competitive there, and obviously it's a great facility. Uh, so I, I look for. I mean, I remember that race, that last one when Kate Dillard uh, passed uh, Brandon Shepard on a restart with a few laps to go in the big one. I think it was a 75 lapper, and uh, and he won that race. That was Dillard's like first real big late model win too. Uh, and so I know Dillard can get around that place and, and Brandon Shepard didn't win any of those three nights uh, of the outlaws. What a you know, loser. Madden, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> so I'm sure that I mean, and he, to get past on a restart was something that doesn't usually happen to, to Shepard. So I'm sure that he will be on, uh, on kill this week to, uh, to try to make up for that. Cause I'm sure he remembers uh, losing that race and he's going to, uh, I, I mean, if I, if I don't see Brandon Shepard in victory lane uh, over those six races, I'd really be surprised. Kevin, we appreciate it. You'll be out there for a few nights, right? Yeah, I come out the first weekend, uh, uh, and then Robert Holman will be out for the rest of it. I got the EMPA, Eastern Motor Square Press oh, Association. Uh, uh, You're going to get second again. You're getting second again. You're not winning. You again, stink. Like you never, you're like the, you're like the, what is it, Susan Lucci? No, what is her name? Susan Lucci? Who lost all the, the Emmy Awards, the actress, Kovac? Oh, damn. Yeah, that's Susan Lucci. Yeah, right? you're yeah, the Susan Lucci of the Eastern Motorsports Press Association, Kovac. <laughs> Oh man! Well, hey, I, we we didn't have a you know a real banquet for you know like the outlaws, me and Derek. So I'm gonna go to this little okay. you know little. We have a dinner there and stuff. Yeah, so. nice. All right. <laughs> All right, buddy. We love you. We'll see you this weekend. All right, we'll see you. All right. Uh, last couple of things to wrap up here, um, Swab. We will have full coverage from the Ice Bowl and the Wild West Shootout. Heats, features, post race recaps, and all of the editorial and photo stuff will be on the website. And Derek, don't forget. I, I was going to say 23 days, but it's 16 days. 16 days. I'll be Georgia, there. Florida, Speed Weeks. I don't really count Volusia 1.0 as Speed Week starting. It kind of counts. It kind of doesn't. You'll be there for that. Uh, we'll have everything that we always have from our Speed Weeks coverage, Derek. Race days, Speed Weeks minutes, he, uh, feature highlights, uh, all the highlights that you need, all the post-race reaction with the top ten. And, Derek, the drive home returns as well as the drive home, our nightly segment live on Facebook as we ride home in the Dirt on Dirt van. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be started off with two legends of the sport. Actually, just Am one, Todd. Am I there? Oh, Todd. Okay. Todd will carry the load like he always does, so we're very <laughs> excited for that. He'll be down there. Me and him are actually driving down together from Louisville 
to Volusia. So great times. It's going to be a long uh, two months here, starting with the yeah. Wild West Shootout this weekend. Turn, can I get the Wild West Shootout Watch Live graphic one final time as I kick back? And, and I feel pretty good about our first video cast. Wild West Shootout Live on Flow Racing January 8th through the 16th. Check it all out live on Flow. Don't forget Ice Bowl too. too turn. Give me the Ice Bowl. I'm going to run through them, Turn. Turn. Hey, Turn. 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 Found me. <laughs> Look at Turn looking at me. 6,000 win Ice Bowl. Watch that live on Flow Racing as well. Hey, Turn Chili Bowl because you'll be there. Chili Bowl live as well on Flow Racing. All three of those events live on Flow. And for the in-depth Dirt Late Model coverage and highlights, check it out on DOD as well. Derek, any final parting thoughts? Have a great time in the Wild West. Yeah. New state. Michael, you do great out there because I will <laughs> see you at Volusia. I will do great out there. For Derek Kessinger, for Michael Turn Reiners, I am Michael Rigsby. Welcome back to video casting in 2022. We'll see you live from the desert in New Mexico and the Talladega Ice Bowl this weekend. Thanks, guys.